Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Barnside Chats with Bob and Burns. I'm Burns. And I'm Bob. And today we have a special guest, my grandfather. Most of them know him as Henry, but I know him as Nano. How you doing today, Nano? Oh, doing great this morning. Good. So today we're going to be talking about agriculture and changes from between the past and present. Matt, is there anything you want to begin with? Uh, not really. I mean, I just... I just own the old equipment, and that's just that's how you start out farming. Is you get some used equipment, unless you get some, uh, uh, you know, some big loan, or nowadays a big loan, or you get it inherited. Um, is that right, Henry? That's very true. There's no way to get started uh, like some of the corporations today with new equipment and everything, and uh, it's pretty hard for a small guy to get started today. Uh, We've seen many changes in some some industries, some are the agriculture industries, but um, on the most part, like especially in the grape industry, uh, it has grown uh, big and it's mostly corporate owned now. And the little guy really can't survive. I don't know how much longer, but uh, in time, uh, the little guy's out. We've seen it happen in our dairy industry and so it's uh, like you say for a little guy to get started you have to start with used equipment and work your way up the ladder and there's still a lot of uh, different jobs in the ag to do with equipment so you're you're totally right about getting started yeah um, I mean I got a couple friends and that's how they started and they're they're moving up in the world with, uh, you know, older equipment and believe it or not for, you know, all the, uh, it, it's been posted on like social media and whatnot, but, uh, a lot of people are, there's turning back to the older equipment anyways too, because they're just simpler and easier to work on for one. And they can do the repairs themselves. Um, at least nowadays, you know, with newer equipment, you got to almost have, a field mechanic just come out just to see what's going on with the equipment because um, it'll just flash and do a bunch of noises and it'll freak you out had that happened to myself at, at our uh, at our vineyard and it's like you just got to stop take your time diagnose and it's it's just a lot just a different uh difficult realm i suppose and the older equipment you know they're turning back to them and repowering them and uh, unfortunately here we have to do the emission stuff other than other than that like all the people in the midwest they're just u- buying up older equipment and still using them and they're racking in the hours on them as well that that's a way to do it like you say but here in california you got the emission control that uh if you're gonna get up into higher horsepower you have to have the emission controls and uh it's, like i say it's number one it's costly as as you have said about buying new equipment uh, maintaining them, uh, a lot of it you need uh, the computers to hook up to them to see what diagnose it and see what's wrong. Where I know you have the ability and the older equipment to have the sense uh, to uh, work things out through process of elimination. But as you say in the new stuff, you can't do that. Yeah, it, it's just it's just you know it's it's annoying in one way, but. Anyways, um, 
what what have you seen the most with uh like let's just say plows and implements throughout the years not the best but what kind of improvements have you seen throughout the years well uh, one big thing in equipment is that what we went from years ago from old rope uh rope pull trip tripping the implements is now is how all hydraulic and uh years ago you had to trip your uh, uh, implement by pulling ropes. So hydraulics has made a big improvement in uh, the use of implements in the fields. Hey, Nano, speaking about plows, we were just fortunate enough to, you found that deal on AgAlert, speaking of used equipment too, and we found that used cane cutter up in Manchester, California, um, just east of Boonville. And we ran into Dan Dooling and kind of a small world thing is that you knew his great uncle and uh, we want to talk to you about his plows. Oh, well, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's a good story to talk about. That goes back uh, the cultivation of vineyards. And uh, this gentleman you're talking about, his name was Dewey Baldocki. And not only, we, we'd done the same thing. Uh, we plowed to and plowed away. The only thing is, we used just one plow, and uh, Mr. Baldocki at that time, he farmed uh, oh, quite a, probably about 100 acres of vineyard at the time, so he had a plow that would set up that would plow two to the vines and hill it up, as all of us, we'd let the ground stay turned over with the plows uh, probably about 14 days, and it would just burn the, the grass up. I mean, nobody mowed the grass in those days. As high as it got was your cover crop and you plowed it under. And then after the 14 day, 14 day uh, period, you'd come back and you'd have these uh, plows that were left and a right. And they would use uh, two of them. And of course, at that time, they were pulling it with a tractor and uh, they would plow away and they had a sled that they put behind the double plows and one man would run a right hand single plow and the other would run a left hand single plow and uh, was very few people that could run the left-handed plow until you really got used to it and then they would shave those vines it would just leave just a quarter inch of dirt on each side of the vine, they would just shave it. The soil would come back beautiful, and uh, all different types of soil, and almost in some soils, and when it come back after the grass rotting and everything, it looked just like loam. And then the sled behind it, where the guys rode on it, it it really made the ground shine. So that was the process of uh, those plows. I don't know if I can add more to it, but uh, if you want to ask me a question, maybe something will pop in my mind. Why would fewer people be able to operate the left-handed plow versus the right-handed plow? Well, it's just like trying to be a right-handed pitcher and trying to throw left-handed. I don't know if that answers your question, but because uh, uh, most people were right-handed, so it was a difficult thing. I never tried it. I run uh, uh, right-handed ones. I had I had done that on our ranch and. Uh, but I never did run a, a left one because we didn't. We used just one instead of two. So if you're using just the right-handed uh, plow, would you just go one direction and then come back the other direction? That's right, yeah. 
and there we'd use uh, two uh, 14-inch uh, plows and uh, the single plow on the right-hand side. Like I say, if you got good at it, it was just like you'd go right around those vines with it, which later years they come out with what they call the hole plow to replace that. But it couldn't do that job. Okay. The way the, the double plows done it with a single plow, they, they never did create an implement to do that good anymore oh i should say there was uh, one ranch that had um, the whole plows behind the set of double plows and they done they done a good job but that's when people plowed vineyards and then now they got away from it yeah they just use discs nowadays and mowers and mowers what would you say would be the reason for why the change between plows to mowers and discs well the big, uh, big change came to it after uh, irrigation come in and uh, with the drip irrigation because in the days of the plows, uh, everything was dry farmed. I mean, nothing was irrigated. And uh, with the plows, you, you worked your soil deep. You got all your foreign matters uh, rotted away. Uh, then... Uh, you come back and the old timers used to use an implement called a harrow and they would harrow those vineyards right right behind the plows after and uh, that would keep the moisture in the ground uh, and the big source which they don't do today or i don't think they really understand it i mean some uh, they understand it because some people if you look in the vineyards they'll disc every other row and uh disking or Cultivating will help uh, let your soil breathe. Uh, but that's not the word for it, that, uh, because you just you just got to open up your ground at one time or another, because all it does is uh, harden up. Now some guys use chisels to do it instead of the older ways, but the primary reason, like the plows went away and a lot of disking went away, is because of drip irrigation and going to what I call turf farming. I, the word I was trying to think for the other equipment was aerate the soil. Excuse me, it wouldn't come to me. <laughs> Does that answer some of the questions? That answered them. Thank you, Nato. And Matt was, we recently went up to, where was it, Stockton, Matt? Picked up your plow? Yeah, we went to Stockton after a long round trip. <laughs> yeah, we picked up a... Little genius plow for my uh for my Farmall H, uh, which is 1944. It's vintage to it because it has the steel wheels still on it. Uh, upon further research, um, that little genius plow is uh before the was made before the war or during the war. Um, they used a lot of steel wheels during the war because they used the rubber for uh for military use at that time. So my plow is like pre-1945 still looking for parts if anybody knows any little genius uh part produce not part producers but you know has has one for sale i'd be interested because primarily you're just looking for that tail wheel right uh tail wheel and uh what is it the the row cleaners or plow cleaners it's like that disc that goes right before the plow yeah, the little disc blade that cuts in front of them. Right. Is that the one? Yeah, that's the that's the one. 
Coulter, it's called. A Coulter? Yeah. Yeah, I I got, uh, I'm looking for the brackets for those. It's going to be all out, full plow. It's going to have everything on it. So. Is it a two bottom? Yes, it is. And you do need a rope to trip it up and down. So. Yep. Like I say, that was the things back in the days with all the implements. You had to trip them with the ropes. Yep, and that's that's what this one is. It looks very similar to our Minneapolis Moline U truck carrier that we have by the house. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was rope pull too. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look as nice at the moment, but it will. <laughs> yeah. With time. With time is right. Um, I mean, I could use it right now if I really wanted to, but uh, the ground's probably too hard for one and for two. The, uh, you know, I, I don't really want to use it with uh, without that tailwheel, so. Yeah, there are probably places to find that stuff. Uh, Robbie, you found that stuff for the cultivator. On... Steiner tractor parts is where I found some of our stuff. Yeah, like I say, they might, you, for the old cultivators, remember the hand yeah. ones? Dad found it in Pennsylvania. It was an Amish worker, and they steam pressed the handles, steam bend them. But they were all primarily just doing the wood wood handles for the cultivators. Is that what you're talking about, Nano? Yeah, yeah. Like I say, they probably uh, would have parts, you know, or for the, the older stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. They just got to keep looking around and you'll find one eventually yeah and that and hopefully nothing else gets in the way of you know finding that stuff because i've had to make some other big purchases recently mm-hmm. not cheap um all you need to do is find another guy like bob in Stockton. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was funny he was quite the guy but yeah you know it's they're out there just got to take the time and liberty to look for them but you know i've had other things in the way recently that uh i could not financially you know i had to save up a little bit let's just say so but yeah um let's see what else yeah my uh you want to talk about uh the tractors a little bit bob sure so, uh, what kind of ones you use at uh, the ranch nowadays, and the kinds you used in the past? Uh, let's just say. Oh, Nano, you want to dive into that? Okay, uh, that uh, we're talking about the tractors that we had. Yes. Over the years. Yes. Well, back before, uh, let's say, probably in everything up. Earlier was worked by horse, and then they had a they had a cat crawler, but I can't remember what make it was. Then uh, in the 30s, that's when they bought the 22 Caterpillar tractor, uh, which at that time farmed uh, 50 acres of uh, farmland that was included grapes and prunes, and uh, so that that was a second crawler tractor on the ranch and they use that basically for everything in 1948 they bought a 8n tractor which teamed up with the 22 cat and between the 
the two of them, they done everything from uh, plowing, disking, harrowing. A little late in, kind of took over the uh, plowing part because uh, it was something they didn't have compared to the old hookups to pull with the 22 was it had three-point hitch hydraulic and they used to run two 14s behind the little eight in and and do plowing with it and uh, so then before that they had a the haul uh, oh we're not talking about trucks so the tractors so up till 1964, those were the two main workhorses for the 50 acres of ranch. And, uh, but it, it got it done. It got it done. Uh, so then in later years, uh, when I, when I took over, I ended up having a Ferguson 35 with, uh, forks in the back that could only lift, uh, they uh, lifted about five feet high where I'd put bins on the truck, just single deck. And after that, I bought a 202 work bowl, which had a loader on it. And we started using that and we got rid of the little 35 and started loading out all our uh, grapes and prunes and pears and all that with that 202 work bowl, which it done numerous jobs too it had the disc and do other 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 work move our land plane down the road it was a workhorse by itself and done multiple jobs and then after that we bought a, a 135 ferguson which became a big workhorse for spraying and and after the 135, we bought the 375 Massey Ferguson. Oh, those are the implements over time in tractors. Hmm. Of course, now, well, then we bought John Deere. I forgot about that. First John Deere cab tractor. And now that one's gone and replaced with another one. So that's about the extent of what I can remember. Yeah, well, you guys still have the uh, the twenty two and the eight in, is that correct? And in the Fergusons or some of the Fergusons? Well, yeah, we got uh, uh, twenty two cat, the eight in. We got the three seventy five Ferguson and the one thirty five too. And those still those well, the Fergusons they're still used on the ranch uh, somewhat. Oh yeah, if they're needed, they're used. <laughs> yeah, they they still go. All right, that's cool. But, you know, we downsize in farming now, so not the use of all that equipment. You know, oh, I forgot. Then we had, uh, oh, my gosh, I forgot. Well, the D2, which was a workhorse with a dozer blade, uh, done a lot of clearing and even used to cut fire trails years ago. Uh, done multiple jobs with uh, D2 with a tilt dozer on it. Uh even cut out lots for houses, cut some roads. Then later we bought the D4 Caterpillar, which I forgot about. And then we put that to work. It, it had a blade and rippers. We put that to work for clearing. And 
ripping soil and use it a lot pull a sprayer which we did with the d2 too and uh so yeah I've, i forgot those those two cats that yeah they were the workhorse of the system of the of the ranch and everything we done in a custom farming operation that was over a 40-year span yeah it's cool to see that old equipment still being around you know and being used um just like like my tractor too and uh, i actually resurrected mine from being dead <laughs> because it used to be a big hay tractor back in its day um it used to haul the baler or used to bale hay out on the east side of petaluma and uh anyways it was it did that for many many years and then another dairy bought it and uh they used it to haul uh haul grain on a grain cart uh, around the dairy and then it sat for about 10 years and brought it back and got it running the same day i bought it so um it was it was froze but we were able to get it unstuck within the same day and brought it back to life and it's been running ever since and it's still a strong tractor for being its age and it was only rebuilt as i know of once uh motor wise so uh you can't kill them it seems like what make is that farmall international harvest farmall okay yeah they were a popular tractor yeah it's, it's a wheel tractor row crop narrow front and uh you don't use those on the vineyard i'll tell you that no 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 they're row crop machines but they were they were popular yes they were yeah that's uh that's a tricycle right uh well it's called a narrow front because it still has two wheels uh, it still has two wheels in the front um they did have a tricycle option uh and that's just with a single wheel right so is there anything else you want to add on this episode bob i'm all good unless there's anything you want to add nano no, it was great talking to you guys, and you brought back my, tried to work my brain. I was starting to forget things. It takes a, you know, the old, the old mule, it takes them a while to warm up. Started thinking about things uh, as I warmed up. Yeah, I was, I was kind of scared that you weren't going to mention those other cats that you had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of forgot here thinking about all that stuff. Probably something else I missed too, but I can't think about it. <laughs> well, if there's anything you miss, we can always cover it on another episode of Barnside Chats too. Oh my gosh, yeah, we have to save that to continue on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty more to add than just what <laughs> was added today. <laughs> well, that's great. It was great talking to you guys. Great talking. Thank you, Henry. Oh, thank you. Take care, huh? You bet. Well, remember where you heard it. From this side of the barn. Thank you for joining us on Barnside Chats today with our special guest, Henry, also known as Nano. Don't forget to check out, uh, we just created a new email. Isn't that right, Bob? Yep, that's right. So if you have any suggestions for, or for new episodes coming up, go send us an email at bobandburns at gmail.com and we'll be sure to get back to you as quick as we can all right i'm burns and i'm bob and you heard it from this side of the barn adios everybody stay safe out there and stay sane please